Shop. I'm listening to Zdenek's English podcast. You're listening to Zdenek's English podcast. By far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenek and I'm your host. Welcome to Zdenek's English podcast. You are listening to another episode, of course. My name is Zdenek and I am an English teacher from the Czech Republic that is currently living in Vietnam. And uh, this is my podcast. It's a podcast for high-level English learners where you can boost your vocabulary, develop your listening skills, and pretty much come along for the ride. Um, so what is this episode going to be about? I have to tell you that this one is going to be quite unique. I don't think I've ever done anything like this before. So you are in for a treat and perhaps it's going to be a rather unusual experience for you. Um, hopefully you survive it in one piece. Uh, we will f find out soon, I guess. So what is this about? Why am I hyping it up so much? And will it live up to its expectations? For only time or show, of course. So, Damien. Damien is one of the listeners of this podcast, and also he happens to be um, one of the members of the Achievers Chamber. You know, that group, that Discord group that I keep uh, reminding you of uh, from time to time here on the Next English Podcast, because it's my flagship project right now. It my, it's my signature sort of um, offer to people that want to work on their speaking skills, want to uh, boost their confidence, people who feel like they would appreciate uh, the opportunity to meet international um, spe English-speaking friends. So this is all that I offer in the Achievers Chamber. And one of the members is Damien, as I said. He is from Poland. And um, he is, from time to time, he's got quite interesting ideas. And um, by the way, he has rec recently appeared on one of my YouTube lives. Speaking of YouTube, this episode of the Next English Podcast is also available on YouTube. You can actually see me there talk. So um, back to Damien. So he, Damien has recently talked about ChatGPT in the uh, interactive English series, which is like a live lesson that I do with one of the students and members of the Achievers Chamber. I record this every Wednesday at 7, no, sorry, 6 p.m. actually, and I, am reco I record it live. So if, if you're interested in um, sort of interacting with me and my guests live, then you should tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. So in the latest one, Damien talked about ChatGPT a lot. So from that, we have learned that Damien is, I don't think it will be an understatement to say, obsessed with ChatGPT. He loves it. And um, Damien has decided to take it even further. And for some reason, he asked ChatGPT to write a book. But it's not just an ordinary book written by ChatGPT, which in itself sounds crazy. No, it is a book about me. Yes, 
It is an autobiography about Zdenek. It's not really an autobiography. That makes no sense because that would mean that I'm the person who wrote it. So no, it's a biography. But it's not a biography as such because it's written by ChatGPT. And a lot of the things in the book are not true. So I don't think we can call it a biography. But it does give you that feeling. It does give you that feeling that it sort of follows my journey, which is rather fictional. Some of the things there are true. Some of the things there are close to the truth. And some of the things there are completely made up. And they couldn't be further from the truth. So what? how did this happen? So basically, you know what ChatGPT is, yeah? The, the latest sort of craze, the latest madness, um, artificial intelligence sort of tool or, or software, what you might call it, I don't know. You ask it questions or you give it sort of commands, instructions, and it will do anything for you, pretty much anything which is text-based. And you can even ask it to write a book, apparently. And Damien, he, he has ChatGPT4, so he has got the paid version, which means it's even better than the unpaid version. Um, so, um, yeah. So this is what Damien did. He asked ChatGPT to write a book about me. He gave ChatGPT several prompts, uh, such as he is an English teacher from the Czech Republic. He used to play football. He had to stop playing football. He doesn't play football anymore, but he still loves it. And he likes to teach through football. I think those were the main prompts that Damien gave ChatGPT. And he also said, make the book moving. Make it moving. Do you know what that means? It doesn't mean that Damien wants the book to actually walk or run or something. Moving. If, if something is moving, it's, it's sort of it's poignant is another word for that. Poignant. It means it sort of it gives you that sad feeling, the feeling of sadness, a little bit of nostalgia, perhaps. Um, it makes you sort of cry, perhaps. Not necessarily because you're experiencing uh, negative emotions or emotions of sadness, but it might be because of the way it's written. The book is written in such a way that it, it triggers some emotions in you. So that's what Damien told ChatGPT to do. And lo and behold, the book was created. Apparently, it took Damien about three hours to do it. I don't know why. I think it's because he probably used some other software, other softwares to, to put it into um, PDF format because it does look an, as, as an actual book or like an actual book. And what's going to happen in this episode is that I'm going to actually read out or read out loud the first chapter of this book, the introductory chapter. And those of you who are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to show you what the book looks like uh, when it's sort of bound. Um, this is what uh, was done by a photocopier shop here in Da Nang in Vietnam. Uh, they use this lovely tape to put it all together. It's basically printed out. And it cost me about one dollar, so not much really. Um, and it has got the table of content, the table of contents, we could say. You see, so there are actually 15 chapters there's the introductory chapter, then there are 15 chapters proper, and an epilogue. It ends with an epilogue. So 
as you can see, it's a real book. It's not really that thick. And we will see if it's any good, if it's a page turner. I will be honest with you, I have read several chapters already, and it's definitely worth having, having a look at it. I'm not saying it's the best book I've ever read, but what can you expect if it's made by artificial intelligence? However, I would say it's quite impressive, considering that this is made by a program, like a robot, really, that puts in random words. It's not that random. It, it seems to be some sort of algorithm. I don't really understand it. But the book is actually about me. It is talking about me. So what can I say? Uh, it's pretty cool. And hopefully you will appreciate this opportunity. And I would like to know your opinion. Uh, this time more than ever, if you could please send me an email at teachersdenek at gmail.com or leave a comment on my YouTube channel, I would really greatly appreciate that. Because if you find this episode enjoyable, I promise I'll do a follow-up. Because there are a lot of chapters, so I could even make this into a series. But if you don't like it at all, or if you find it cringy, which I'll be honest with you, in some respects, or in some ways, you could, you could call it a little bit cringy. But it's also kind of cool. So, you know what? I will let you decide what you think about it, rather than giving, giving you some ideas here. And what I'm going to do as well, so first of all, I'm going to read the chapter out, and then I will go through those paragraphs of that chapter and explain the vocabulary from it, try to analyze it, um, try to assess uh, the truthfulness or the sort of authenticity of it, or not really, that's not what I wanted to say. I will try to tell you, basically, how far or close to the truth this is, yeah? If, if it resembles, uh, if, if it bears resemblance in any way, shape, or form, to reality or not. So that's what's going to happen. And without further ado, let's dive into this. Hi, my name is Sibyl and I'm from Switzerland. I like the Achievers Chamber because I learn a lot in a fun way. For more information about the Achievers Chamber, go to teachersdenek.com. Let's dive into this. It's called the Unplayed Symphony, by the way. The Unplayed Symphony. You know symphony? You know what that means, right? It's like a piece of music, like a longer piece of music performed by an orchestra. So the, the, the name of the book is The Unplayed Symphony, A Football Lover's Guide to Teaching English. So it sounds like it's a it sounds like it's a guide, but it doesn't give you that feel when you read it. You will see, and I think you will get a pretty good uh, sort of um, taste of what it's like uh, after I have read the first chapter to you, the introductory chapter. So let's go. Let's get right into it. Introduction. A Football Lover's Guide to Teaching English. Oh, my bad. I'm going to read the cover first, actually. The cover, you know, the, the thing that you will find at the back of the book. Sometimes it's called a blurb. 
what a strange word, blurb. Blurb. <laughs> it's something I would say before um, throwing up or something. I hope you will not want to vomit during this episode. I sincerely hope that this is not going to um, happen to you. All right. So let's see. A football lover's guide to teaching English tells the compelling story of a football enthusiast from Prague who dreamed of a professional career in the sport. However, a degenerative bone condition forces him to abandon his dream and sets him on a new path. He throws himself into academics and discovers a deep affinity for the English language, eventually becoming an English teacher. Recognizing parallels between football and language learning, he ingeniously integrates his love for the sport into his teaching methodology, using football analogies, scenarios, and activities to make learning English engaging and exciting. His unique approach not only enhances his students' understanding, but also helps build a deeper bond with the sport he loves. This inspiring tale reminds us that life's setbacks can lead to new, unexpected opportunities and that our passions can find expression in surprising ways. So that was just the cover. And I think you're starting to get the idea of what this is going to be like. But it's time to read you some more. It's time to read the introductory chapter. Introduction. We often draw analogies between life and football, the ebb and flow of the match, the surprises, the disappointments, and the jubilations. All these facets serve as perfect metaphors for the various experiences we encounter in our own lives. Such is the tale of this man from the Czech Republic, a tale beautifully captured in the Unplayed Symphony. A Football Lover's Guide to Teaching English. This is the story of a man who lived by football, breathed football, and his dreams stitched into the seams of a football. Sorry. And has... I, oh my God, I've messed this one up. And had his dreams stitched into the seams of a football. The novel explores his journey of dream derailment, resilience, reinvention, and his extraordinary approach towards teaching English. In the bustling city of Prague, he was born, and his childhood passion for football blossomed amidst the city's cobbled streets and medieval squares. There he dreamt of becoming a professional footballer, to hear the roars of the crowd as he netted the ball into the opponent's goal. However, the universe had a different game plan. Circumstances knocked him out of the professional football field, but it failed to extinguish his unwavering love for the sport. The, the, oh my God, the undulating symphony of football remained the music that his heart danced to. Turning a setback into an opportunity, he ventured into the world of academics, a far cry from his original ambitions. Yet he managed to embrace this change with a quiet grace and a humble acceptance of his hands he was dealt. <laughs> of the hands he was dealt. Football, once his field of dreams, evolved into his metaphor for life. 
This journey then steered him towards teaching English. As a teacher, he was a keeper of knowledge, protector of dreams, and builder of futures. The field of teaching became his new stadium, the classroom his pitch, and the students his team. His love for football allowed him to conjure a unique pedagogical approach that blended the dynamics of the sport with the art of teaching English. His innovative methods, which integrated football into his English classes, created an unparalleled learning environment. Football analogies were used to explain complex linguistic concepts. Game-related scenarios were employed to spark creativity and foster critical thinking. And football-oriented activities infused energy and excitement into each lesson. In the Unplayed Symphony, a football lover's guide to teaching English, we delve into this man's extraordinary journey, exploring how his love for football never waned, but instead metamorphosed into an incredibly uh, into an incredible teaching methodology. This narrative is a tribute to the spirit of resilience, the power of passion, and the beauty of reinventing oneself. It is a testament to the human capacity to draw inspiration from disappointment and innovate in unexpected ways. A testament to the symphony of life played yet beautiful in its resonance. Sorry, not played, unplayed. Let me read that again. A testament to the symphony of life unplayed yet beautiful in its resonance. Now that makes more sense, doesn't it? Right, that's it. That's it. That was the introductory chapter. Sorry about those few hiccups. I think it was bound to happen. So what I'm going to do now is to go through these paragraphs to explain them, to see if, if there are any interesting words and expressions that I could explain to you guys so that you could benefit from my explanation, because I'm still a teacher here, right? I'm a teacher indeed. It is my job. And uh, it is my duty to teach you some stuff, yeah? So, uh, yes, you're getting stuff in this episode. So get ready for this stuff. Uh, on your marks, ready, steady, go! Okay, so it starts with the sentence, we often draw analogies between life and football. So to draw analogies, it's like to, to make comparisons, basically, yeah? Um, Comparisons between life and football. So we could say, like, life is like football because A, B, and C, whatever. And I have to tell you one thing. Um, this book is full of analogies and metaphors, and um, it's a lot of fig figures of speech. It's full of figures of speech. That's what I wanted to say. Anyway, the ebb and flow of the match, It now you might be wondering, what does that mean? It's one of those binomial phrases. It's like, it basically means like the, the lows and highs or the the ups and downs or let's say it's just something that changes all the time. So a football match changes all the time. You know, one team is attacking, then the other team is defending, then it all changes. So ebb and flow, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like constant movement of back and forth or something like that the surprises, the disappointments, and the jubilations, all these facets serve as perfect metaphors for the various experiences we encounter in our own lives. Right. Uh, this is just an introduction. There's not much really of value in it. Um, 
Um, yeah, such is the tale of this man from the Czech Republic. So it was some kind of like a background sort of background information or I don't know, pre prelude or ep I don't know, something like that. So it says that I'm from the Czech Republic. So Damien must have told ChatGPT that that's the case. And it's a tale beautifully captured in the unplayed symphony, A Football Lover's Guide to Teaching English, which is the name of the book. This is the story of a man who lived by football, breathed by football, and had his dreams stitched into the seams of a football. I love, I absolutely love this sentence. It must be my favorite sentence from the whole book. Honestly, this is the story of a man who lived by football. It, it sort of means like it was, it was my, because it is talking about me, right? <laughs> um, it was my sort of mantra. Mm, I lived by football, so so, yeah. So football, sort of. Mm, how to say this? It it was the thing that I lived by, right? So if you live by some principles, or you have got some code, let's say, or some rules that you follow. Like in this case, it's it's something like that. Like you, that is football, um, and all it entails or it, or it sort of represents and uh, if you live by it then you're a football fan you know that's it there's so much you do as a football fan right so i lived by football and um i breathed football which is a lovely metaphor and i had my dreams stitched into the seams of a football so <laughs> a football here is not referring to the sport but uh, football means we are referring to the ball, to the actual ball, the football, yeah. And uh, a football is made out of little hexes, um, little hexagons which are stitched into one another. Uh, I think those hexes are usually made of leather, and as you as you stitch them together, you have those seams, right? So seams, um, yeah. So. That's that's like a lovely metaphor again. It's basically my heart was in it. My heart was in the sport, right? The novel explores his journey of dream derailment, resilience, reinvention, and his extraordinary approach towards teaching English. Wow, some strong words there. Um, so this novel, I don't know if it's a novel. It, does it really qualify as a novel? I, I think it's too short for it to be a novel, although you never know. You never know. It has 13 chapters, but they're relatively short. But So I wouldn't really call it a novel. Um, so dream derailment. Basically, what that means is that you had a dream and something happened and, and it didn't go according to plan. Your, your dream fell, um, fell through. Yeah, If something falls through, it fails. So derailment. Um, this is a metaphor from trains right? or, or from railway basically so if a, if a train derails it uh it's it's a disaster actually yeah so um uh the 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 what do you call it the carriage oh my god the train and then you have got all those different cars train cars train cars i guess some people call it or carriages they go off the rails and then that causes um a massive accident really usually so um, if that happens to your dream, that means it doesn't doesn't happen as it was meant to. Resilience, yeah, it's like uh, 
nothing will sort of stop me even if I have to go through some bad, difficult uh, moments. So uh, I'm if I'm resilient, then I'll just keep going, you know. I won't give up. Reinvention, that means um, basically that you will find yourself again. So you were once maybe on the right track, then something happened, and then you had to start again, maybe do it things differently. So if you re reinvent yourself, uh, you, it's it's like you, you you sort of you are given a second chance and 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 you take it by the scruff of the neck, and yeah, you succeed. And his extraordinary approach, uh, like unique approach towards teaching English, in the bustling city of Prague, so very busy city of Prague, he was born, and his childhood passion for football blossomed amidst the city's cobbled streets and medieval squares. Uh, it is true. I was born in Prague, actually. This is true. Not sure if if Damien told ChatGPT to say that I'm from Prague or to uh, to memorize that, but uh, I am from Prague, actually. Um, my childhood passion for football blossomed amidst the city's cobbled streets. Definitely, I was passionate about football since since the beginning. Um, um, so, yeah, um, definitely. But I wouldn't say that I played football on cobbled streets. Usually I played football on some small football pitches, which were not of very high quality, but at least we had like goals, real goals there, proper, sometimes proper net as well, sometimes no net. Uh, yeah, but it does make it sound more romantic if you say that I played uh, amidst the city's cobbled streets and medieval squares. It is a historical city, Prague. If you've never been there, then um, I recommend going there for sightseeing, for tourism. If you are a history buff, then you will definitely um, you will definitely uh, find what you're looking for there. There he dreamt of becoming a professional footballer to hear the roars of the crowd as he netted the ball into the opponent's goal. If you net the ball into someone's goal, that means you score a goal, right? Um, yeah, I did dream about becoming a professional footballer. I won't deny that. So this is quite accurate. However, the universe had a different game plan. I love this. I love how it uses metaphors to talk about something else, how it uses sort of analogies or metaphors from football. Because if you have a game plan, it's it's sort of refers to your tactics for a football match. But in this case, universe had a different game plan. It almost sounds like we're talking about fate here. Um, circumstances knocked him out of the professional football field. So you can get knocked out if you are in a tournament, yeah. And if you are in the playoffs and you lose a match in the playoffs, then you're knocked out, you know. You don't progress in the tournament. And in the same way, circumstances knocked me out of, of the professional football field, meaning something happened and I could no longer play football. But it failed to extinguish this unwavering love for the sport. So while something really bad happened to me there, that I had to stop playing football, it didn't completely extinguish. You know, extinguish means put out. Like if you're talking about fire, extinguish love for something. That's like, again, a wonderful metaphor. Uh, it means it never, that passion that I had for football never stopped. Unwavering love for the sport. Um, unwavering means never becoming weaker. Yeah, always strong, always strong passion for football. 
which is true. This is this is quite accurate again. Um, the un un undu oh, I can't say this one. The undulating undulating. Uh, it's actually the first time I see this word. I have found its meanings for you, so I'll tell you. But let me first read the sentence. The undulating symphony of football remained the music that his heart danced to. So my heart danced to this music. Another metaphor, lovely one, right? That's that's when I say like it's kind of moving because it uses all these strong metaphors which sort of make you emotional. Like if you if you really get into the story, uh, I don't know to what extent you guys are emotional, but it does give you that feel. I'll be honest with you. So what is undulating? I hear you asking. I bet you've been wondering about this one for a while because I promised I would explain what it means and I still haven't done it. How dare I? Well, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Undulating means continuously going up and down. It's like a sh movement. Imagine the movement of waves on the sea. Like it goes up and down like this, right? So undulating symphony, it just keeps going and going and going. This is what football sounds like. And this is what I dance to, apparently. <laughs> Turning a setback into an opportunity, he ventured into the world of academics, a far cry from his original ambitions. So a setback is like something that hampers your progress, something that stops you from progressing, an obstacle or not, not an obstacle. It is more like... Um, uh, temporary failure or uh, something happens, right? A setback, something, a negative experience. In this case, I think it's going to be spoiler alert about an injury, but you already know because I've already read it. A setback, yeah? Something that, again, derails you from the original plan, you could say. But I managed to turn this setback into an opportunity. Yeah, You know how sometimes something bad can turn out to be good? if you sort of make it into something good. Well, that's that's the case here. He ventured into the world of academics. To venture into something means to... Mm, if you venture into something. So you sort of do something courageous, let's say. Something that is a challenge and it may potentially fail because the, the result is, is uncertain. A venture, it's like... A, sort of uncertain business that you set up, uh, it could fail, but it could also be successful. So it's like high risk, high reward scenario. You venture into the, into the world of academics, a far cry from his original ambitions. A very nice expression, a far cry. So it's just something that was very different from what I wanted to do. Yeah, a far cry from, it's like something far away from my original plan. Yet he managed to embrace this change with a quiet grace and a humble acceptance of the hand he was dealt. Lovely. So to embrace this chance, so often you embrace something that is a little bit negative. It's like you, you sort of accept it and make it your own. You know, you accept it and make, make use of it. You turn it into an advantage, let's say. You embrace it. Even if it's negative, even if it's difficult, you do it. You embrace it. You embrace the opportunity, you embrace this chance, a change, with a quiet grace. Meaning, I just, you know, I was kind of poised 
I was not grumbling. I was, I just took it as it was. A humble acceptance, you know, I didn't, didn't complain. I wasn't arrogant. I wasn't sort of, um, what's the word for it? What's the word? Uh, come on, Zdenek. Think. Think when it matters. Think when it matters the most. A child, um, a child, when a child isn't happy with what is happening, the child is what, Zdenek? Or listeners, can you help me? I think you can, but not now. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue here. I think you can write in the comments, what is the word I'm thinking? Sulking. There it is. 50 hours later. <laughs> so I wasn't sulking. I just took it in a with with this quiet grace and a humble acceptance. And of the hands he was dealt. So hands, hand of cards. When you played a card game, you are dealt a hand of cards at the beginning of the game. And this is a metaphor for life. So if you're if you're dealt a particularly bad hand of cards, for example, it means that uh, maybe uh, um, something happens to you along the way, or, or maybe as you are born, you are not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Uh, you are born into a poor family, let's say. Um, you have a difficult life. You you have to. You have you don't have food. Your family doesn't have food. Your parents don't have a job. You're dealt a terrible hand. Also, you may be. Um, you may be disabled. Or something like that. So, if you are held a bad hand, you have to still try to play the game, right? So, again, this is this is a nice sort of metaphor for life. Football. Once his field of dreams evolved into this metaphor for life. What? A deja vu. I've just said it. I've just said it. I didn't even want to do that. His journey then steered him towards teaching English. So, to steer a vehicle, right? If you steer a vehicle, it's sort of drive it in a certain direction. So his journey then steered him towards teaching English. As a teacher, he was a keeper of knowledge, protector of dreams, a builder of futures. I think this is quite clear. This, the field of teaching became his new stadium, the classroom, his pitch, and the students, his team. Wow, this is such a wonderful sentence. So what it is saying is that I used to play football on a field. Uh, there was a stadium, right? Uh, in a stadium and on on a pitch and um, all this was replaced by a different kind of field stadium and pitch and uh, my my team my football team was no longer a football team but instead it was my students it was my class wow his love for football allowed him to conjure a unique pedagogical approach that blended the dynamics of the sport with the art of teaching English to conjure um, how do I explain this word to conjure you can conjure emotions right you sort of ah, god damn it okay guys I have failed to prepare for this one conjure I'm, I'm going to find it for you because you know I can do that there's a dictionary a disposal if you are online and I am recording this online. Conjure. Okay, apparently it's pronounced conjure. I said conjure. So conjure. And it means to make something appear by magic or as if by magic. Hmm. Interesting. 
uh, to make something appear by magic or as if by magic. Conjure. Hmm. So it's not conjure, it's conjure as well. So the stress is, Zdenek, and listeners, on the first syllable. To conjure emotions. Okay. So not emotions. What, what was I talking about? Uh, where were we? <laughs> conjure a unique pedagogical approach. Right. Basically, I created a unique pedagogical approach uh, method that blended the dynamics of the sport with the art of teaching English. I managed to sort of merge football and English. That, that's, that's the idea here. His innovative methods, which integrated football into his teaching, into his English classes, created an unparalleled learning environment. Unparalleled means, uh, again, like unique, something that could not be matched, unmatched, uh, could not be matched with anything anyone has done. Uh, so it's very innovative, yeah, very creative, very unique. Um, so I don't think that I have gone this far in my life, but I have done English through football. That's actually one of the things I have been doing in the latest years. I still haven't stopped with that completely. I still do have one client, and it looks like I'm going to have another one from the football um from the football industry. Yes, right. I'm teaching one journalist. I've been teaching this student for about two years. It's one of my favorite lessons because we talk about football 24-7. And then I give my student um, language feedback and we discuss his interviews because he's a football journalist, a reporter, actually. So he has to ask um, um, the football players questions after a football match. He has to do the post-match interviews. So we analyze his interviews. I tell him what he could work on, but his, how he could improve his pronunciation, choice of vocabulary, grammar, and so on. Yeah? So um, I'm going to have another student. So I'm still doing English through football, because I also have a football show about the Premier League, which is currently on hold. That's because the season has finished. But uh, don't worry, we will be back in no time. I say we, because it's, um, it's actually several people who get involved in this. Just check out Teachers Denek YouTube channel and you will find English Through Football series there where I teach English through football and we talk about the Premier League with all of my interesting guests, some of which are regulars on the show, uh, some of which are from the UK. I think if you like football, you will love that show and I want to keep doing it. And one more thing, I'm actually planning to, to launch um, an event. Um, in the Achievers Chamber. I've already talked about it. In a August, I promise there will be an event dedicated to football. Every week we will discuss football and it will be a fantastic opportunity to, to talk about your favorite sport, if it's indeed your favorite sport. Because who knows? It might not be your favorite sport. It might not be anything you like at all. It might not be your cup of tea or... Um, nothing, it could be nothing to write home about for you. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's finish this off, shall we? Because it's time to wrap it up. I've been recording this for a while. So, by the way, guys, you should know that this is my second take because the first one wasn't up to scratch. It wasn't good enough. And I can already see that this is much better because of the energy, the, the amount of energy that I'm putting into it. I felt like the first one sounded a bit dull. Um, 
And we can only blame one person for that, and that is me. So I think it's a good thing. I'm doing a good thing here. Definitely am. I'm doing a good thing uh, to uh, recording this again because obviously, um, because obviously, when you feel like something is under par, that something does not live up to your standards, then why wouldn't you try again? Try harder. Yeah, scrap it. Let it go, cut your losses, and do it again, better. And I'm sure your clients, students, listeners, customers will appreciate this. <laughs> we will see. Anyway, um, so where were we? His innovative methods, which integrated football into his English classes, created an unparalleled learning environment. Football analogies were used to explain complex... Haven't I read that yet? I think I might have read that. I don't know anymore. Let me read the following paragraph instead, yeah? It is actually the last one, thank God, some of you uh, may be saying. Um, in the Unplayed Symphony, a football lover's guide to teaching English. This title itself is a nightmare to read for me, actually. Uh, it's quite hard. We delve into this man's extraordinary journey. So if you delve into something, you kind of go deep, you sort of plunge yourself into something. You go deep in it, right? You you analyze it, so to speak, as well. You could use, you could use that verb. Um, right, so you delve into this man's extraordinary journey, exploring how his love for football never waned. To wane means to um, sort of, in this case, to start disappearing. It never It never stopped. It was always there. He was always passionate about football, no matter how difficult periods he may have been through, um, the setbacks he had experienced and stuff like that. Um, it never, it never waned. But instead, metamorphosed—what a great word that that one is—metamorphosed into an incredible teaching methodology. To metamorphose means to transform transform itself into something else okay this narrative is a tribute to the spirit of resilience the power of passion and the beauty of reinventing oneself so i've already mentioned these words i think resilience you know if you if you're just sort of tough enough to to overcome all the difficulties that the life um sort of throws in your way and um, power of passion. So, if you, if you're really passionate about something, if you love doing something, it is very strong, and it will um, beat anything, any sort of difficult times. If you're passionate, you just keep going, right? Um, and the beauty of reinventing oneself. So, I've already talked about that. If you reinvent yourself, you sort of start over, and you manage to make it work again. It is a testament to the human capacity to draw inspiration from disappointment and innovate in unexpected ways. A testament is like a proof in this case. It is, it is, it is a proof that humans are capable, have the capacity to draw inspiration from disappointment. So uh, humans have, are able to, humans are able to um, make the most out of failure, basically. Men don't, humans don't give up. They just keep going, and uh, they will turn adversity into mm, 
let's say, success, yeah? And innovate in, in unexpected ways. So if you innovate, you find ways to do things differently. In unexpected ways, you know what that means. A testament to the symphony of life, unplayed yet beautiful in its resonance. Whew. So that's it. That was the first introductory chapter. So what did you guys think? <laughs> was it weird? Was it crazy? Was it cool? Was it interesting? Let me know. I would like to know what you think and if I should keep, um, keep recording this series. Because if you really like it, I could turn it into short episodes um, explaining each and every chapter of this book. Um, perhaps uh, one episode could be two chapters or something like that. Anyway, let me know what you think. Either send me an email or leave a comment on the YouTube channel if you're listening or watching rather this on the YouTube channel. That's it. I have been Zdenek. You've been listening to Zdenek's English podcast. Don't forget to tune in next time. And uh, if you want to help Zdenek's English podcast, why don't you tell about the podcast uh, to your friends? Tell about this podcast to your students, to your teachers. Um, who else could you tell about this podcast? I don't know. Anyone, really. Your dog, your cat. <laughs> I, I have no clue. You can see that I'm, I'm already uh, out of depth. So it's high time to finish recording this episode. But as you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to just end because you just, you just want to keep going. You're, so, you're sort of in your element, yeah? The words keep coming and you cannot stop. And uh, sometimes all it takes is just saying something stupid when you realize, uh, hey, hang on a minute, I, I can't keep going like that because I'm only making it worse. And that's exactly what is happening right now. But you know what? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Just have to go with it. Right. By the way, those of you who follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at teachersdenek. You may have seen um, the video that I recorded with Rhiannon from the, uh, the... Oh, I never remember the name of her podcast. Um, the Deep Talk podcast. I have remembered in the end. So Rhiannon from the Deep Talk podcast. You know what I'm trying to say here, right? There is a great video in which I talk about native speakerism, in which I'm trying to defend non-native English teachers such as myself. I'm trying to make a case for us being equal to native teachers, if not better. And um, if you think uh, that you would like to uh, listen to something like that and watch something like that, then uh, you might as well uh, Follow me on Instagram and find that video. It's one of my latest posts. And um, yeah, just, just just enjoy. Yeah, I know I'm followed by some English teachers. So I think this is the kind of video that could give you some encouragement. I'm not sure if this episode gave you some encouragement because it's a weird one. It's also a bit self-indulgent, which is a lovely uh, word, hyphenated word, which um, I forgot to use. I wanted to use it during the introductory phase of this podcast. Phase? Not sure if that's the word I was supposed to use. But um, let's say stage, maybe. Maybe stage is better. Basically, I wanted to say that it is a bit self-indulgent because this is a book about myself. But it's not my fault. It's all Damien's fault. He wrote the book. Did he? No, he didn't. He 
made ChatGPT write the book. So we can blame both Damien and ChatGPT, but not me. Although we can blame me for turning this, metamorphosing this into an episode of Zdenek's English podcast. So, yeah. And I think I'm really running on fumes here. So it's time to call it a day or night or anything, really. You can call it anything you want. I'm going to call it The Unplayed Symphony, A Football Lover's Guide to Teaching English. Or am I? I don't know. It sounds, it sounds a bit too long. And also, is it clear enough? Is it sort of clickbaity enough? Or is it actually making it worse? I may find something simpler. May find something simpler, which sort of captures what this is about a little bit better. It, which sort of gives you a better idea of what this is. Anyway, I've been rambling for way too long. So that's it. Thank you very much for watching or listening. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.